the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Among the religions that believe that Jesus was a man alone is the Muslim or Islam religion. They teach that he was an exceptional man, a prophet, a wise man, even a godly man, endowed with exceptional gifts, but still only a man. Welcome once again to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and I'm Mike Trout. All this week and moving into next week, Pastor Leighton is talking about those evidences of Jesus Christ being the promised Messiah and the fact that He is indeed our Savior. If you'd like to uh, listen to any of the past broadcasts or if you miss some in the future, you can find them on our website at studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. And now with a continuation of the message we began yesterday, here's Pastor Layton. Now, through the centuries, theological issues and heresies have been addressed by various councils of the church, and the issue of Jesus Christ being God and or man was studied by the Council of Chalcedon, or Chalcedon, convened in 451 A.D. by Pulcheria and Marcion, the empress and emperor of the East. Its great work was the definition regarding the nature and person of Jesus, It declared that the second person of the Trinity, Jesus, had two distinct, or has two distinct natures, one divine and one human. It also proclaimed that these two natures exist inseparably in one person. This is not something that was new to the New Testament. This was something that was revealed in the Old Testament prophecies concerning the coming Savior, Messiah. That the coming Savior, Messiah, would be God incarnate. God incarnate means God in the flesh. Now, the Old Testament prophecies uh, were often referred to and analyzed. For instance, when the wise men showed up in Jerusalem, they asked, where is born the king of the Jews? Uh, of Herod. Herod went to the religious leaders, and they used this passage found in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But you, O Bethlehem Ephratah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. So what the passage says is that a future ruler from the ancient past will come out of Bethlehem. A future ruler from the ancient past does not describe a mere man. Yet another Old Testament prophecy concerning the Savior Messiah is found in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. 
And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Since men die, a mere man cannot reign upon a throne forever, as this prophecy declares. So the child that was going to be born would be called Mighty God, because he would be Mighty God, come in the flesh, born a child. Now, you may have heard a rumor that Jesus Christ never claimed to be God. Balderdash. John chapter 10, verse 30, the words of Jesus, I and the Father are one. Continues on. Again, the Jews picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus said to them, I've shown you many great miracles from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? And the Jews replied, We're not stoning you for any of these, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. You see, the one in Jesus' statement, I and the Father are one, is in a form indicating one in nature or essence, not one in person. Jesus did not say, I and the Father are one person. He did say, I and the Father are of one and the same nature or essence, that being the divine nature. And, and the reason that Jesus Christ went to Calvary's cross was not for any deeds that he had done, because he'd done none worthy of death. It was for what he claimed to be. He claimed to be the Son of God, the nature of God. We know that in part from Luke chapter 22, verses 66 and following. At daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both the chief priests and teachers of the law, they met together, and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Christ, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, if I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. They all asked, Are you then the Son of God? And he replied, You are right in saying, I am. And then they said, What further need of testimony do we have? We've heard it from his own lips. He claims to be the Son of God. And so they led him to Pilate at that point. Now, Jesus' own lips condemned him in the sight of the Jewish leaders because he claimed to be the Son of God, of the same nature or essence as God. And that was the crime that he was guilty of committing. And you'll notice in this passage, there's two titles that both apply to Jesus. The Son of Man and the Son of God. Because Jesus Christ was the Son of Man and the Son of God, fully God and fully man. Now, we understand that he was God, but, you know, the people that, were, uh, that he lived with really didn't understand that at all. They understood him merely to be a typical child, a typical person, 
In fact, when we were together last week, I told you the story about Jesus. He was out doing miracles and healing, and people were starting to catch on. This must be the Messiah, and so a crowd started following. And one time he decided to visit his hometown. He walks into town. His, his neighbors that saw him grow up look behind him and see this trail of people saying he's the Messiah. He's, Jesus? Wait a minute. Isn't Joseph his father and Mary his mother, and aren't those his brothers? And what is the big deal? You know? You know, I mean, he was so normal that people didn't catch on and couldn't catch on. You know, and I appreciate what uh, some of the, the artists have endeavored to uh, communicate by picturing Jesus with a halo, but can I propose to you, he probably didn't have a halo? You know, you think somebody might have observed? You know, who's the kid with a halo? Oh, that's Jesus, uh, industrial accident. You know, yeah, his dad's a carpenter. They're working on some wood from Iran. You know, something like that. He was so normal that the people around him had a real problem believing that he was God. He was fully man. The scriptures clearly describe Jesus as a man who experienced the same emotions, physical needs, struggles, and disappointments that every man experiences, and all without losing his divine nature. Augustine said, Christ added to himself that which he was not and did not lose what he was. The scriptures tell us that Jesus grew up with, uh, in, in a normal childhood. Luke 2.52 says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Now, what that says is Jesus grew up physically, emotionally, spiritually. He needed to go to the church, the synagogue, to read the Scriptures, and relationally, as do we all. The Scriptures tell us that he asked questions. His family was visiting the temple when he was around 12 years old, and it took him a little while to figure out that, that he had missed the train home, and they go back for him. And where do they find him? Luke 2.46. They found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. So Jesus asked questions. We know that Jesus had a sense of humor, and that probably contributed to his initial popularity. Now, some people have a problem with that. They, they've been raised to think that Jesus was those one of those religious types that was serious all the time. But some of the humor that Jesus had is actually re- recorded for us in the Scriptures. And, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Because I'd like to point out to you that there is nothing wrong in the sight of God with humor. God created mankind to be humorous. Ecclesiastes says there is a time to laugh. Proverbs have several verses in it that says that Laughter is good medicine. You know, I heard a story about a man who was given 30 days to live. He, instead of uh, going home and finishing whatever it was, he went to a hotel room, got a whole bunch of funny movies, and watched 30 days of movies. Laughed the whole time. At the end of 30 days, he wasn't dead. He was healed. Proverbs says, laughter is a good medicine. Now... Some of Jesus' humor is actually recorded for us in Scripture, but we would probably miss it. And let me suggest to you a couple of reasons why. Number one, the humor was Jewish humor. 
and it would have been riotous to the people that he was preaching. One of the reasons he brought thousands of people out was because he was so fun and funny to listen to. Not funny in a trivial kind of fashion, but he had a way of zinging things home. And we'll come back tomorrow right at this point with more from Pastor Leighton Sheely as we work our way toward Christmas Day. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you for joining us on this, another edition of Study Verse by Verse. We're on the web at studyversebyverse.com. That's where you can join with us as a financial partner. You can share with us the fact that you listen to the broadcast. That's so important for us to know. And then also perhaps listen again or download the programs we've featured at any time. They're all there on that website, studyversebyverse.com. Well, there's a lot going on at Church of the Highlands, as you might imagine, and you can get all the details on their website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And if you visit the church, you'll find a warm, caring environment. We're a church family with a strong emphasis on Christian education and missions and a deep commitment to caring for children and students. Again, details about Church of the Highlands are on the web at highlands.us. Have a great rest of your day and join us tomorrow if you can at this same time when we'll open the Word of God and study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.